Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. I cannot believe that 2022 is right around the corner, and this week I'm so excited to have Nick on as my guest. He's another flight nurse for the same company that I work for, and he is just an example of what determination gets you. He's been a nurse for five years and accomplished so much um, in that time frame, and he has his hands in many different um, career uh, opportunities right now. He's working on his NP license that he'll be finishing in 2023 and he's part of a nonprofit organization as well. So I hope you get um, some little tidbits of knowledge from him that will help further you in your nursing career as well. Hey Nick, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hey Janice, how are you doing? Good. And you? I am wonderful. A little bit tired, just got off shift last night, but excited for this. I know, I know we were just talking about this previously before we started, but um, long hours, lots of responsibilities, you've kind of taken on a lot in your job. Tell us a little bit about your nursing career and then what you're doing currently now and um, some of the other things that you're working on besides just being a flight nurse. Yeah, uh, so I'm originally from Ohio. I live in Las Vegas right now and I work in Arizona. So I started my nursing career back in Ohio. Uh, I actually took a bunch of college courses in high school, so I was able to get my bachelor's a few years early. Um, So I graduated back in 2016, went straight into a CVICU up in Cleveland. Uh, Great healthcare, uh, great great spot to start, really helped me with my uh, career going forward. Um, Moved out to Vegas after about a year, year and a half of working there. I worked in another CVICU for a little while, then I took a couple travel contracts doing Uh, heart and lung transplant ICU, which was uh, a really cool experience. Um, And then I ended up back in Vegas. Uh, The money was just too good to to leave for forever. Uh, Stayed working there for a while. Then I started getting kind of bored. Um, Healthcare in Nevada, especially Las Vegas, is a little bit different from uh, back east, uh, seeming a little bit far behind. So I just wanted to challenge myself a little bit. So I started flying in January of what, two years ago, so 2019. Um, so I'm about to hit my two-year mark uh, with Air Methods flying here. Um, I fly out of Bullhead City in Arizona, just about an hour and a half south of Vegas. Um, about a year to a year and a half into my flight career, I decided I wanted a second job just because I had a lot of free time uh, and I like money. So I started doing cosmetic injections. So now my days off, usually about two days a week, I'll do uh, like Botox, lip filler, all sorts of crazy filler in places you never imagine unless you knew about it. Um, on top of all that, I'm uh, about two thirds of my way done, two thirds of the way done with my master's to get my acute care nurse practitioner. Uh, I should finish that up at the end of 2022. And from there, I don't have a whole lot of plans yet. I've got a lot of different ideas here and there. Um, so right now, most of my time is taken up in healthcare, whether it be cosmetics, uh, flight medicine, or uh, just graduate school. And talk a little bit about, because I know I've talked to you about the medical mission that you try mm-hmm. to do annually or sometimes twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about that, what got you into it and what you love about that. Yeah, so when I was in high school, I used to go down with a like a local church group, uh, humanitarian group to the Dominican Republic and just do general missions. We'd help build 
schools and churches and stuff like that. And then when I got into college, uh, the university I went to, uh, several of the faculty actually work for and uh, manage a nonprofit that provides medical missions down in the Dominican as well. So once I finished my uh, nursing degree and got a little bit of experience, um, I started going down just once a year for the first couple of years. And we do basic stuff um, for about eight days. We'll have like a basic primary care clinic. We see just a lot of skin problems, UTIs, um, you know, pain, vitamins, just all your basic stuff you might go to like a, a your daily provider or your uh, your doctor too, uh, just for like an annual checkup. But then on top of that, we have about 400 patients enrolled in the hypertension clinic that we treat year round. Uh, they have a tiered socialized healthcare system down there. So um, they get seen for free, but they have to pay for medications out of pocket. Um, so we have a pharmacy that we built down there. We paid for one of the Dominican girls that used to translate for us to go to nursing school. And uh, now she sees our patients once monthly and we follow up with them via Zoom uh, and our providers and just give them their hypertension meds year round because about 80% of Dominicans have high blood pressure. So it's been a really great experience. I've been going down March and August. Uh, so twice a year for the last four or five years now um, with COVID you know, changing that a little bit during 2020. Uh, but it's really great for me. It's kind of like my reset every six months because I work so much. I'm so busy. And we're all kind of aware of how the especially the recent American healthcare systems, uh, been a little heavy and a lot to handle. So it's kind of a refreshing to be down there with people that genuinely needs, they, they need so little compared to what we need, uh, but it makes them so much happier. So uh, for me, it's kind of like my mental, emotional career reset to come back here and kind of have that drive and focus and remind myself why I'm doing the things that I do. Yeah, I like that you said that because I think that a lot of us who get, um, into flight nursing, obviously we're, we're pretty driven people and we like to be busy and do a lot of things. Um, so, you know, along with the resetting of doing the medical missions twice a year for you, like what are some other things that you do um, on your off time to just kind of reset and rebalance yourself and refocus? Uh, a lot of what I do is honestly for myself, um, you know, with the past couple of years and the craziness in healthcare and you know, regulations changing every week and then starting new roles. It's been pretty overwhelming and stressful on all fronts um, with little time just for self-care, just like emotional self-care. So um, given that I spend most of my days surrounded by people, with people or caring for people, I really like to spend a lot of time kind of alone or semi-alone. Um, so living in the desert, we have a lot of really great outdoor activities, uh, you know, shooting out in the desert with friends, uh, I have a truck. We'll go off-roading, hit some trails. Camping's been a big thing. Uh, it's a little bit cold now, but during the summer, you know, trying to hit a camping trip every month or so, just to get a day or two out the outside of the city, away from all the Vegas lights, away from all the people for a little bit, sitting by a fire, just kind of yeah, like settling the anxiety and the stress a little bit to kind of just you know get in your head and figure out what's really important to you and what's not. So, kind of setting some of those goals and uh, just really, you know turning the brain off for a couple of days is incredible. Uh, I mean, on top of that, a lot of the basic stuff that most of us try to do, just exercising and eating right and trying to get rest. Uh, a lot of times with flight, um, you know, if we're, we're a busy base, so we're flying all night. So I might have two days back to back where I only got a total of six hours sleep combined. So a lot of, a lot of times one of those days off is really just dedicated to catching up on sleep and just taking care of my body just so I can keep going because, um, you get four or five days in a row of three hours of sleep and 
things uh, that shouldn't be super stressful or anxiety driving really just hit you in the wrong spot because you're not mentally or physically prepared to take it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's really important to like, I try to get sleep in no, whatever fashion I can, even if it's like a 20 minute here or there, whatever time of the day it is. So um, sleep deprivation really does kick in. It's a real thing. Oh yeah, you'll see me sleeping on planes. You'll see me sleeping in a recliner. Man, I've taken naps in parking lots before. Anytime you can catch a little catch a little snooze, uh, it's really really helpful for the rest of rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like I think it's really important. Um, I don't know what your first impression was of our base when you came, because I know that you you've come <laughs> a couple times to work. Um, but my favorite part about being a flight nurse is the teamwork and establishing mm -hmm. the relationships with the people that we have and that we work with and that we live with twice a week. Um, I like to have fun, especially on the job and, um, you know, off the job as well, but just de-stressing and having a good camaraderie with the people that you work with. Um, what's your thoughts on that? And I want to kind of know what your impression was of our base when you came to visit. I just want to call you out first of all and say that Janessa is not a great ping pong player. Uh, I <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I whooped her. I think I was the champion the day that I was there. Um, uh, think but yeah. is the keyword. Think is the keyword. <laughs> yeah, think, think. I think there's video proof. Uh, anyhow, but yeah, like like you said, culture is really the big thing, and honestly, people are the big thing. And anything we do in life, for the most part, we're in some way impacting people. So. I think of my base as my little family. Honestly, they're probably the people that I'm the closest to in Vegas since my family's not out here. You spend a lot of your time with them. You see them in really great times, really bad times. You're next to them uh, during stressful situations in the middle of the freeway at 2 a.m. And then you're watching Netflix with them, you know, in the evening, uh, just kind of de-stressing. But your base was a blast. Uh, honestly, I'm a little bit jealous because you have three crews on shift at all times. You have a little bit of diversity in the people that you see all the time. You're not always... Um, you know, stuck with the same people all the time. So you get to mix things up and really just create that teamwork environment. And, you know, to go on further, what you said with, you know, our partners in the community, our EMS, our fire departments, our hospitals. Um, I, I started a, a PR role. So just like a base outreach program where we, you know, help teach firefighters, you know, different trauma labs. You know, we go over to the hospital and, you know, take them food, see how they're doing, you know, talk to the nurses, kind of understand the the vibe of the hospital, put a put your finger on the pulse of the hospital and just the local EMS system. And in doing that, you really get a good connection with a lot of the people that you work with so frequently. Um, I have a meeting later today with some of the doctors and EMS coordinators at the hospital that we work with. And uh, I mean, at this point, after two years of knowing them pretty well, I feel like in, instead of just being, you know, coworkers or, or peers or working in the same field where we have a a friend component as well, which really just makes communication and your time spent with them a lot more enjoyable because not only do you have to talk about work, but you can catch up on their lives, you know, their kids, their dating and, and just see how things are going. Um, but I, in all aspects, people, people are always a thing. And, and that's going back to the medical missions, why that's so important to me, because it, it always reverts to the people. Um, my base, we have 16 core staff, uh, most of which have been here for five to 10 years. So they're pretty experienced and, and they kind of had their own family culture when I came in, you know, two years ago, but being able to be in this group for a couple of years and break that mold and spend time with them outside of work and really develop that friendship just makes life a blast. I mean, who, no one wants to go to work and have fun. Everyone wants to go to work with their friends. I, if you asked anybody if they want to work with their best friends, they'd probably say yes. And if they don't, their best friends probably 
an interesting person. So um, I always like to, anytime I step into a new career, uh, in addition to learning all of the things and operational side that goes into anything, getting to know the people really well on a personal level, um, because that just makes the job go so much smoother. Yeah, and I like what you had to say. Like, I think there's something to be said about having being in a really stressful situation with someone, oftentimes how we are with our partners and the patients that we see, it creates this strong connection right away um, to a point where like you are just at another level of trusting each other. And um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you form these relationships with these people because you know that they have your back and you have theirs. And that's just something that's very interesting to me having worked in the hospital and then going back to the hospital. Like I just have found that so strongly in flight nursing. And that's one mm -hmm. of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would never compare myself to a veteran. Thank you to everyone who served, but I feel like uh, on some level, we kind of understand the camaraderie they get in the military because they're, they have each other's backs. They have to rely on each other to get through things safely. And it's the same thing in flight. Like you said, I need to be able to trust my partner fully that they're mentally and intellectually and physically capable to assist me in whatever we're doing, um, both to protect myself, liability, and to you know save a patient and just you know make sure we're really providing the best care we can. Yeah. What are, what's your favorite part about flight nursing now that you've done it for a couple of years? Uh, there's a lot of really great things and rough things about it. Uh, one of the, my favorite things is the flexibility and just how diverse it is day to day. I mean, I have flown so many weird calls, uh, that I would never have seen in the hospital in the ICU. And honestly, I can say almost every call is different. You get kind of a stretch where these certain diagnoses kind of fit in the same category and you get accustomed to them, but really keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I mean, everything from, you know, people that have been attacked by bulls to car accidents, to drownings, to just your basic like heart failure and other common medical diagnoses. It's, it's a lot of fun, but my favorite part is still the people we talked about. It. I mean, the people are why I come to work. They're my best friends down here. Um, the other really huge thing that we get it, we get the, benefit of experience that a lot of people that work in the hospital don't, especially at the nurse level, is the level of autonomy and trust that other people put on us. Um, it comes with a heavy weight because we're, we're the ones taking care of the patient, making a lot of the, the big calls when no one else is around. But with that comes a sense of pride too, because you know you can trust yourself and trust your training to properly care for patients in a way that you would never have the opportunity to unless you became an advanced provider. And for me, that, that's really big. Uh, I like a little bit of the control. Um, I like not having to always ask what to do. Uh, I mean, nurses know this too. A lot of times in the hospital, you know what the patient needs, but you can't put the order and you have to wait for someone else to sign it off. And here we kind of do that using our, um, our guidelines to, to guide our care, but not necessarily tell us exactly what to do. So really big because you just get that release of pressure from always having to ask permission um, and then just how different and wild it is every day. The weirdest things. <laughs> I don't I mean, I'm sure you've seen them too. Yeah, that's one also of my favorite parts is just the autonomy that we have to be able to make the decisions that we get to make. Um, I, I really struggled with at the beginning. I would have a lot of physicians or um, hospital personnel like question me and then I would get really defensive about it, either whether it was at the receiving or the sending facility. And I remember my mentor telling me, like, that's the weight of this responsibility for you. You get to 
be able to make the decisions you want, but the trade-off for that is that you will always be questioned. So um, really figuring out like that dynamic for me was, was, um, was something I had to learn, but um, mm -hmm. I as well love having the autonomy of being able to do that. But it's like you said, there's a trade-off. There's good and there's, there's bad things of having it. Yeah, it makes you liable. And uh, I'd say we all have a little bit of a, a complex in flight for the most part. We all tend to be a little more type A, a little more controlling in a sense. We just like to direct what we're going to do in our lives, which is really interesting and can make work uh, life relationships sometimes interesting. You get a bunch of type A people in one spot, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think we're all working towards the same goal. So it usually turns out okay. Yeah. And it's so cool for me to be able to come to work and work with the best of the best people. Um, that's just something that's amazing to be able to do and for our patients as well. Yeah. You always want to be like the dumbest person in the room. I love being the dumbest, the dumbest, the youngest, whatever I can be to be the most inexperienced. So I have the most to learn. I mean, if you're in a spot where you're surrounded by people and, and you are at the peak of you're at the glass ceiling of whatever that level is, it's really hard to grow because you, you hit that wall. Um, and really the only way to do into the, to get farther into that is to move into a position where you can keep climbing and keep learning. And um, that was, you know, my big reason for stepping into this role was I, I felt like I hit my ceiling. You learn tiny little things here and there because you're constantly learning. But I mean, that that learning curve really dropped off and started to flatten out for me. And I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's great about nursing, right, is that we can change when we want to and when we feel like we need to move mm -hmm. a little bit further in our career. So last question for you, Nick, what is your favorite part about being flight nurse? Uh, well, I know we kind of talked about the um, autonomy mm -hmm. of that, but if there was someone who was wanting to become a flight nurse, what advice would you give them? Boy, uh, there's a lot of things. So, I mean, my big thing is it, like really, especially if you're really early in your nursing career, still in school, don't listen to people when they say, they tell you like you want to shoot for the moon and they tell you just to you know fall a little bit shorter like set some realistic expectations i mean i always just shoot for the moon and if you hit the stars you're doing great right so you know if you're a new grad and you want to get into a hospital and and this, this is your goal ultimately don't mess around with the med surge jobs unless that's all you can offer i i tell people don't even apply for positions you would not want to not want to accept so apply for what you want and you might have to apply a lot longer for than other people other your other peers uh, to get that. But I think ultimately in the end, you'll be a lot happier. So just being really ambitious and pursuing that and having that why and that drive in your mind, just keeping sight of your end goal, being flight nursing is going to be really important because it's going to help you excel and reach out for all the other opportunities that come your way along your career path to hit you in that spot. And, you know, I'm not into manifesting, but I think if you think about something and you want something bad enough subconsciously, when those opportunities arise and when you're in that position, you're going to step up to it because in the back of your mind somewhere, you know that you just keep one climbing to reach this, this level, uh, this, the stepping stone. Um, and it'll, it'll drive you to do that. I mean, on top of that, other little things, like I got my advanced cert as soon as I could, um, as soon as I hit my hours, I studied for it and I got it. Um, I really tried to get the highest acuity patients, the sickest patients on all the floors I worked on. I fought for it. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to be a little aggressive. Uh, or assertive in, in getting the experience because it won't always go to the, the new people. But if you want it badly enough, people are going to see that and you're really going to grow into that role a lot faster than some of your peers who, who don't fight for that. Um, and then just making networking connections. Honestly, 
flight, the flight community throughout the nation is pretty small. I mean, I, on a daily basis, probably talk to 15 or 20 clinicians that work even nationally, even internationally, but in the United States, you know, I have friends in New York and Alaska and Washington, California, like you, and then all throughout Arizona and Texas. So we're a really small group, uh, comparatively when you, when you're looking at hospitals and all that, that nursing staff. So making friends with your flight crews when they come in, you know, going to their PRs, if they offer trainings or they offer ride-alongs, just really getting your face out there and showing them that you're really ambitious. You can teach medicine to anybody, but you can't teach ambition and drive. And that's really the big thing. You just really have to have that on the inside, that, that drive and that ambition to go above and beyond, because I'd rather take someone who wants to learn and work really hard that might not be as clinically experienced or book or like as intellectually intelligent versus someone who's very smart, but doesn't have that drive. Um, they're not going to succeed very well. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I definitely agree with that as well. I, you know, I teach my clients that same thing. Like your thoughts are what's creating your result. And, mm -hmm. you know, you believe and you want it enough, you can get it. You just have to go for it. And I, I'm also a big believer mm -hmm. too, as I'm mentoring some of these people, like you don't need to be the smartest person in the room. You just need to be the person who's driven to get to where you want to be and willing to learn those mm -hmm. things. And I think that's like a big part of being a flight nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Find the answers and uh, adapt and overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nick, for being on today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and kind of give us tidbits of how you got to where you are and talk about flight nursing as well. Well, awesome, Jess. That was great to see you again. Hope you'll be picking up shifts out there soon. I need some of that California pay. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a ping pong rematch. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> uh, well, I'll be prepared to take the trophy home. Okay. You better be prepared to not. <laughs> All right. All take right. care, Nick. Yeah. Bye-bye. I loved Nick's message of that people are always the reason why we do what we do and that he takes time to personally reset in between shifts to align himself with who he wants to be and um, de-stress from the stressors of the job. I also like that he mentioned to shoot for the moon. Um, go for the job that you want right away, even if it's going to take you a little bit of time or even if you have to keep reapplying for that position. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk with all you guys next week. Bye. If you're ready to make a change today or have a better work-life balance, you can find me at Janessa Dean Coaching on Instagram. Link is in the bio for a free consult.